Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're coming to you after the Bears have started the season. Uh, their home opener, they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 124-104. I'm joined by Q. Everybody knows Q. Q, say what up, man. How y'all feeling? Well, and we got you. our resident statistician. The guy's going to tell you why such and such happened from a numerical standpoint. J.G., Introduce introduction. What's up, y'all? What's going on? You don't live too far from the uh the madhouse on Madison, right? You out west. Yeah, I'm out west. Uh, west suburbs now. Uh right outside of Chicago, but from originally from the west side. Bougie, bougie west folks. Okay, I got you, man. <laughs> Basic numbers. Like I said, the Bulls they lost by 20, 124, 104 at home opener. Uh they shot. 41%. Okay. Yeah. The Bulls shot 41% from the floor. They gave up. The Oklahoma, they shot 54% from the floor, almost 55. You might as well just say 55% from the floor. And they shot almost 50% from three. Um, If I'm not mistaken, the Bulls used to be a good defensive uh, squad, right? When they were making the playoffs two years ago. Yeah. What happened? Well, this can't be. This can't be what you what we expect from this team from the rest of this year. Giving up pretty much layups all over. Say what? Yeah, it's pretty much what we expect. It's pretty much what we expect. We lost the best perimeter defender that we had um, in ball, possibly not coming back. So got to recoup. Got to do something to fill in the void that he left. Also, we need uh, a bigger paint presence. Um, Vooch just getting abused down there by himself, and we can't continue to play Patrick Williams at the four at a position that he's not suited to play. Uh, it just gives us too many gaps on the offensive side and on the defensive side. So as far as teams just being able to go in here, lay up the ball, do whatever they want to do, have these big guards abuse our small guards who can't do nothing with them. Yeah, it's pretty much what we expect to happen all year. So you say Pat Williams drafted at number four. He is Pat Williams is six nine, right? Yeah. He's not cut out. To, he's not cut out to be a four. I, I'm just go ahead and ask you: Do you are, are they misusing Pat, or is he not living up to his billing? A little bit of both. Um, I think he's a natural three, and um, I think I think he struggled. He struggled to assert himself, though. I mean, it's the same issue. Last two off seasons, we've heard how he's gonna assert himself in the games more, be more 
aggressive offensively. And I mean, he took ten shots yesterday, but it's 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 the same it's the same thing with Pat. I'm beginning to think this is who he is. You know, four. Got to just this is your, this is his fourth year. This is this at, at at a certain point. This is just who Pat Williams is. Yeah, I, I could say it's somewhat his fault. I could also put some of the blame on the organization because you know how we do. With good talent, and then once they leave, they, they start to blow up and, and do their thing elsewhere where they're at. Um, I'll say yesterday, I did like some things what the Bulls were doing on offense. It wasn't, you know, give DeMar DeRozan the ball in the mid post and let him create right there. We did, uh, by bringing in Kobe White as a point guard, we were using a little bit uh, more motion offense on the outside, on the perimeter, getting everybody involved. Um, I would say like those first two possessions that Patrick Williams got the ball, he made some aggressive shots. He, he took some good shots. He made them, and then like he just started to disappear from the game. Um, I definitely think it has something to do with him being the fourth option because when, when, when one of these guys goes out and we elevate him to a bigger position, he does start to show up. But I think it's a combination of him being aggressive, him being a fourth option, um, his own development, it's, it's a number of things holding him back. Jay, you pointed out um, they weren't running the ball through DeRozan as much. He still took 20 field goal attempts, team high. Yeah, but I like that. He was getting the ball. Hit the shots that he was taking was in within uh, what the offense was trying to do, and it wasn't a lot of him just uh, getting the ball and iso and in the middle of the floor. So that, that part of the offense I did like. Um, you know, he did have his ISO basket, but that wasn't the majority of what the offense was from what I saw yesterday. But I, I'll say um, the positions that we're definitely lacking that is that point guard position and still this uh, the power forward position. Like, I know a lot of people like to blame Vooch for his offense and what he's doing out there, but he was being a lot more assertive, a lot more aggressive yesterday. We had a couple of post plays where he's ISO and we had the smaller man on him and we couldn't get this dude the ball. We just couldn't get him the ball. And, you know, that can't happen when Vooch has a smaller defender on him and he's posting up and not taking these, I'm catching the ball in motion and taking these three foot, four foot floaters that they, you know, have put the majority of his shot shot set to like we don't need that from him we need him posting up being aggressive taking these little guys to the hole but we got to give him the ball in those situations is there an answer to the point guard dilemma on the roster is that an in-house fix could it be inserting javon carter in there could dale and terry maybe become uh can he develop into a point guard what is dale and terry I don't know what he is. <laughs> I don't know what the guy is. Um, I, thought, I know he's looking like a wasted uh, uh, first-round pick. What'd you say? Right now, he's looking like a wasted first-round pick. Um, I can't say the pick is is, is wasted. We got to see how these guys develop, see what the organization, uh, what kind of resources they're putting into developing these guys as well, seeing if they're giving them opportunities. Um, outside of him, I thought we were bringing Javon Carter in to be the starter, you know, basically being a, a smaller, uh, being a smaller ball, being able to play defense, uh, being able to give him space, give, give them range, facilitate. But looks like we just have him coming off the bench 
and putting Kobe White in that lead role. And I don't, at this point in time, I think Kobe White is a good basketball player. He's a good guard. It looks like he's developed some uh, point guard skills. Like he can do it at an adequate level, but I don't see him doing anything great at that at that point guard uh, position. Like he's not a great passer, um, not a great penetrator. Um, I don't see him like getting the offense together that quickly. Uh, but I, I I will say I'll give credit definitely give credit to Oklahoma yesterday. They um, it's hard to penetrate their D. They're, they're long. They're athletic. Uh, they got size at every position, so I, I can see why I did give our uh, guards trouble yesterday. And they they brought Javon Carter in for experience. I do agree that he is a a he is a a great role player. I'm going to use that word great. He can play defense. He's smart. He's heady. He does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up in his stat in the stat sheet. However, when the Bulls signed him, they he gets paid almost half of what Kobe Bryant, Kobe White gets paid. I I definitely think that you know thinking that he was going to be start over Kobe, it wasn't that wasn't going to happen. I can see that. Definitely understand that. So we we talked about DeRozan. Uh, um, he he shot almost half, you know, fifty percent from the floor. And you say Jay that he got most of his shots within the within the offense. He wasn't just a get the ball ISO. Everybody else standing around. Um. But I see that he only he only went to the free throw line three times. If he's playing below, if he's playing foul line and down, shouldn't he get to the line a lot more than that? I mean, that that'll come with time. Maybe it was the way that the the refs were calling the game. Uh, let me pull this up real quick because I believe I saw Shea get to the line. Uh, Shea got five attempts. Let's see, Zach got six attempts. DeRozan only three. Uh, both teams went to the line. 18, 18. Uh, they both shot eighteen free throws. Yeah. Um. I just think for for the guy out of the entire game for the entire game, he shot the most shots out of for both teams. Uh, and if he's primarily playing, like you said, free throwing down three three foul three foul attempts, it's not gonna cut it. Yeah, definitely. Said it again, Q. 20 points on 20 shots. Shea Gillis Alexander, 31 points on 18 shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely going to have to be more aggressive. But at the same time, I will say he was spending a lot of time um, in the corner around the three-point line creating space for everybody else. So I'm not sure if that's – something that they're trying to incorporate into the offense this year, him being more of a three-point threat, uh, giving the space to everybody else. Uh, but I did see a lot of that uh, from him yesterday. So maybe those lack of free throw attempts could be more attuned to that, him trying to uh, give space to everybody else. And then when those plays breaking down, they give it to him, and then he, you know, get that last second shot off, which we know when the clock started running down, they get the ball to the start, to the person they create, which would be DeMar. To uh, close up this conversation on point guard, I think the the guy that's being left out of the conversation, the forgotten man, uh, Chicago's finest, Ayo Desumu. Be a, should there be a plan for him to at least uh, 
at least for there to be a, a, a three-way timeshare for those for between him, Kobe, and Javon. Uh, I'm not down with no timeshare like that. There, there, there needs some be there needs to be some stability at that position, and it needs to be an established pecking order, like running a timeshare. That that's not how you get guys in rhythm throughout the season. So, nah, we we need to have somebody to man that position. They struggled last year as that lead guard spot. I mean, he didn't initiate the offense well. I don't think he's really a facilitator. I, I mean, I think he's best served as a combo guard back up to maybe playing some minutes at three. Not really AO. Yeah, we got good basketball players at that guard position. We just don't have good point guards. Speaking of this, so perfect segue. You don't have somebody who's a natural facilitator, who's a natural good decision maker with the ball in his hands. Zach Levine, he played only 25 minutes, a little, actually a little less than 25 minutes. He was four from 16 from the floor. Um, what do you need out of Zach? Um, not four from 16 <laughs> shooting performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's exactly what we don't need. Not two of nine from the arm. Zach has to, Zach is paid to be a star. Um, he's got to be a star. For this team to have any chance, we need the best version of Zach Levine uh, possible. The, the, the guy that we saw maybe two or three years ago, we need that version. Yeah, I think last year you can give, you can give him some credit. Not credit, but you can give him some slack. He was coming back from an injury at the end of the year prior, and he took all summer to get back right. I think he had another operation, and you know it, it takes a while before you get back comfortable in your body after you after you go underneath the knife. Um, is there any concern from Bulls Nation that uh, that maybe the best years from Zach is already behind him? No, absolutely not. Uh, maybe it's definitely years are behind him. Yeah, he he struggled at the beginning of last year, but I would say the like after December, like he was killing. He was back to him old self, back to his old self. He just had a bad game yesterday. Like, do we really expect what Zach to average sixteen points, shoot twenty five percent from the field for the rest of the year? Hell no. He just had a bad game. Um, they'll bounce back if he if he would have had a better game. Bulls would have definitely been more competitive in this. Uh, but it was just a bad game. Two for nine from three. That, that's not Zach. That's not Zach at all. He'll, he'll pick. Why it. did he only? Why did he only play twenty five minutes? That I'm not sure. That's a situation uh, we definitely have to look into. That's definitely concerning. Seeing him only play twenty four minutes. I'm not sure why that was. Um, but we definitely gonna need like thirty thirty two minutes out of him nightly. Okay. So one of the reasons why the Bulls took a step back last year was they weren't winning they weren't winning close games. Uh that was that was their no Say it again. Let's say we weren't winning no games. <laughs> let me let me let me get that off. That's my joke. <laughs> uh, but the Bulls the the Bulls when when they were the fifth seed uh two years ago, was that right? They were the fifth seed, correct? Or they um, won the six. They were uh, against Milwaukee. I think they were the six. Okay. So they, they, they really 
Right. They had stumbled, they had stumbled down, the, down, the, down, the, uh, down the stretch. Yeah. They, 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 they had seven, yeah. So two seasons ago when the Bulls were number one seed in the East for most parts of the season before they stumbled down after Lonzo got hurt, um, one of the things that they did well was they won a lot of close games. They won a lot of games in the clutch. They took a step back last year. Obviously, Lonzo's still hurt. And that that record flipped. So two years ago, the Bulls were 23 and 16 in games that were decided by five. Well, the margin was at least five with five minutes left. Last year, they were 15 and 23. Um, I would have thought bringing in guys like Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, uh, Alex Car- having, having Alex Caruso back healthy. You know, the, those type of scrappy guys uh, will help you keep games, keep games close, keep game, keep teams uncomfortable. And you just let your stars go ahead and win the games. The Rosen, Zach, Kobe, Bucci Mang. Let, let your stars win the game. It's do you foresee that some type of uh, maturation in that in that space? Or is this team still clueless? I think this team is the same team we've seen last year in the half season after uh, the All-Star break two years ago. I mean, the, the sample size is big enough. I think we can draw a firm conclusion mm-hmm. in this team. Even with a couple minor additions of Craig and Javon Carter, this team is just fundamentally – it's not built for sustained success as the roster is currently uh, um, constructed. I mean – you don't have interior defense. Your perimeter defense is mediocre. You got a couple of guys who excel ISO, and you don't have anybody that can facilitate. This team seems lottery bound. Yeah, I agree. Again, uh, having having ball. The, the again, hold on, Jay. Hold on, hold on, Jay. The again part was very unnecessary. <laughs> All right, we're not gonna we're we're not gonna deal with the the, the disrespect, okay? That was not My necessary. Dude. All right, Jay, proceed. Yeah, man. If if anybody gonna get down on the Bulls, it'll be us. You know, I I, I get down on us enough. I, I know what we're struggling at and what we need to do better at. So we don't, we don't need you for that. Um, I, I definitely say having ball. He helped cover. Like people don't know how unique of a player that he was and having him at that guard position and how he helped the Bulls. Um, His uniqueness definitely elevated us to a point where we looked a lot better than what we actually are without him. Um, Having somebody that can defend at that guard position, defend multiple positions, um, being able to be a, a, he was on his way to being a great three point shooter at the time too. Um, Being somebody that can get the ball what happened? He was top ten when he got hurt in three yeah, points. Right? Yeah. He, was, he seemed like forty five percent from three at the time. Yeah, um, being a, being somebody that can get the ball out in transition, uh, facilitate the offense. Uh, like he low key was a centerpiece for the Bulls. That he was going to be a key piece for the Bulls to build the rest of, of the team around. And like when he went down with this knee, like it. Like the Bulls basically lost thirty three percent of everything that they were doing, and trying to find one player 
that can do everything that ball did is just like not really going to find somebody like that on in free agency. Um, you're going to have to get that, get them from another team. Um, then still lacking at the, uh, the fourth position. I think that puts too much responsibility on Vooch. Like he has to be the, the offensive big and then come down and guard the other, uh, other teams, best big, uh, by himself. Like that's that's definitely a reason why we struggled against Milwaukee in uh, the playoffs that time. It was it was Vooch against Brooke Lopez, Giannis, uh, and Bobby Portis, and Vooch down there by himself trying to like, nah, bro, it's, it's not gonna work. So yeah, like, yeah, man, uh, the Bulls got got a long way to go to fill. Got a lot of holes to fill. Is 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 there a guy on the roster who can fill that power forward position between? Julian Phillips or Tory Craig? Could one of them become the answer in the start lineup? Um, maybe for the the more offenses that are perimeter oriented, but for teams that have like a a, a paint presence, nah, nah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work. These are those guys uh, are options for that. No, nah, none. Not if a team is coming with a, a a big paint presence, we're gonna need some more size out there. Pause. All right, so let's take a break real fast, and we'll come back to the big news after after this game. So after the game concluded, there was a impromptu team meeting. Uh, who wants to speak to that? I mean, <laughs> game one. I was a part of your A players only meeting. Um, I know Billy Donovan signed a three-year extension. He can't be long. It's got to be in in the final days of Billy Donovan roster, right? They're already having a a team meeting without the coach. The coach walks in and say, hey, you guys want to finish this without me? And they say, say, get the hell out, basically. Why did Billy ask that? Where is is the being a leader of of men and Controlling your locker room. Where is that? I mean, shit. At some point, they got to work that shit out themselves. Like, or maybe they can be coached. I don't. I don't know. Again, I like. I it, it's not it. It don't start with the coach. The thing it, it's past the coach. It's past the players. Let me be honest, man. I was kind of disappointed watching this game yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to sit up here and let this organization disrespect my view and pleasure by putting this product out here. Like, it's the piss poor product. I don't want to watch this. Get, get, You're going to watch it. Uh, You're going to watch it. We need you to watch. It's, um, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. It, it is a very exhausting thing to watch. Um, the defense is just. It, it, it's brutal. I mean, uh, I watched Oklahoma City shoot almost 50% from three points. Too many guys left open on the perimeter. And like I said earlier, they, they, this is the same thing we've seen for the past year and a half since Lonzo went down. I don't think there's a quick cure. I don't know if you have the assets on the roster to acquire somebody to help you. I mean, who's who's their most tradable piece? And what would you get back for him? Levine? What are you getting back for Levine? I think 
thing would probably be to keep the pieces that you keep. Uh, the movable pieces that most likely would be Demar and Vooch. Most likely Demar. Like there, I'm pretty sure there's a contender out there that can use his scoring. At, at 35, how much is Demar commanding, and what would you look to get in return for Demar? Realistically, I mean, it's the it's the NBA. I mean, if if you got any name recognition, you you're worth a first round pick. You're gonna get a yeah. first round pick. Then now there might be some protections on it because you you did say he is 35 I'm years sure, old. Yeah, I'm sure. I, and, I was speaking, I was more speaking to as I, I'm sure you can get future assets. I was thinking, is there anything you can acquire right now for Demar to help the 2023 Bulls? No, because any team that was any team that will be interested in Demar is going to be a. It's going to be two types of teams. One teams trying to sell tickets, like those teams that are obviously tanking. They need to reach the salary floor, and they're trying to sell some tickets for their fans to show up. Those teams are not get, don't have anything to give you that can help you right now. And the, and the other side, of, other side of the coin, B contenders, contenders looking for somebody that's going to push them over, put them over the uh, put them over the uh, the hump. Demar might be able to help in that aspect, but teams like that also aren't giving you players going to help you today. So you exactly. really, you really only the, the second you get rid of Demar is the second you decide to rebuild. Exactly. Yeah. I almost feel like you have to move Demar to see what Pat Williams has. Kind of in a I move where you move agree. to get Jimmy Butler. I'm not saying Pat Williams can be what Jimmy Butler is. But I just don't feel like you'll ever see the potential of Pat Williams on this roster with both Levine and Demar on there. And like the, I, the Bulls, I fully agree. The, the Bulls are in a weird situation or in a weird place because it, let's say they do make a move to move Demar, and now we're in rebuild mode. But we have a star player in Levine who can, you know, kind of be that first or second option for a team that that's in contention. So we'll still have him on the roster. Um, and, and not quite. So the the moves that the Bulls have to make, they have to make them all in one fell swoop. It's not we're gonna get this piece this year, then get another piece next year. I don't think it's, that's gonna be able to work out for him, especially with Levine getting older. We need to get that missing guard that we need, and we need to get that missing big that we need, and we need to do that all in one fell swoop. And if we can do that while moving Demar, you know that kind of put us back in playoff contention, maybe a team that's even contending for a title, depending on the people we can get. Yeah, so I like what you, you brought up there, Q. That's a, a, I think, and we spoke about this on the uh, on a prior episode of the Bulletin Board, I don't think Pat Williams can reach his ceiling, if he hasn't yet. I don't think he can reach his ceiling with DeMar Rose still on the team. I think He's a natural three. I agree with you. I agree that that same assessment. I don't think four is. I don't. He hasn't proven that he can play the four. He hasn't proven he can defend fours. He hasn't proven that he can space the floor. He hasn't proven he can do it at a at a consistent level. At least to the point where he's come. He's in that con in a legitimate conversation for the contract extension that he that is being reported that he wants. <laughs> I think that. Three is where he want he where he needs to be to flourish, um, and that's not going to happen with Demar Demar Rose on the team. Um, but also, it's a it's a catch twenty two. 
Pat Williams wasn't wasn't drafted by this front office. Um, AK hasn't done. He was. He was yeah. I thought he was Gar Pax's last pick. Yeah. No, no, no. Kobe okay. was uh, the previous regime's last pick. AK's first pick was Pat Williams. Okay. All right. So th- that takes it to a different angle. Since he was the first lottery pick after after that tank, um, I don't think they've done much much favors for him to like uh, to like uh, uh, bring him along. I mean, usually, you know, you you draft you draft your guy. This is your guy. Uh, I'm going to make all all things. I'm going to move hell and high water to just make sure my guy is uh, prominent, so he can he can flourish. I don't think they've done that. I, I could be mistaken. Now, what do y'all think? How how could they do it when they just paid Levine the money that they gave him, then also gave Demar that same big contract, like? And Vucci man, man. don't they trade? They traded. They traded Carter and all the other stuff to get Vucci. I mean, Pat Williams in the current starting lineup. You said he's the fourth option. I really feel like he's the fifth option. Um, Kobe's gonna get more field goal attempts than him. So I mean, um, in this starting lineup, he's about the fifth option. Yeah. So we all agree they haven't really pressed the needle to get them. no, they haven't to done get, uh, favors. Yeah, they haven't put him in a position to be. You know, they 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 haven't made him the man or at least the second option. So, I mean, the Bulls are in a difficult situation because, uh, I mean, Pat is this is contract year, so it should be. Yeah, this is this is his fourth season. He was a fourth. He was a lottery pick. So, um. His option year is is coming up. Yeah, yeah. He's um, probably going to be a restricted free agent this this summer. What type of deal do you do you offer Pat Williams? I mean, it's still um, a guy that you don't know who he is. Um, he is a high pick. He's been a starter for several years here, but uh, what type of contract does he get? I don't think. I don't think the Bulls make that decision. I think they let the market make the decision. He's going to be a restricted free agent. They still own his "quote unquote" rights come summer. If they don't, if they don't outright sign him, they can just sit him out there. All right, you're restricted. Let somebody come sign you, and they just match it and just let let it let it be that. Um, I don't think he's so for his level. He would he would, he will sign what uh, a five year would be a max. I definitely, I definitely don't think anybody's gonna give him a five-year deal. Probably, probably in the sense of a three years, three years, sixty million. I think that's, I think that's the uh, the range for him right now. Let's take a three years, sixty. Three years and sixty, twenty apiece. Um, where would so? I think that might be right because I, I think at, at this point in time, Patrick Williams is a level below Dylan Brooks, and like if Dylan Brooks can get that type of money, this might that might be around the same thing that Patrick Williams can get. Dylan Brooks got signed for eighty-one mil, one thirty-six. Um, what'd you say? Jaden McDaniel's five years, one thirty-six. Yeah, I think Jaden McDaniels is better than Pat Williams. Well, he's, uh, he's, I, he's, I agree. He, he, 
he could be better, but if the market dictates that's what Pat should get, then that's probably yeah, that, what Pat that, that, that's get. What I'm, I'm sure the agent is looking at that deal and um, maybe not 136, but I'm sure he's, he's going to ask somewhere around that. We can make, we, we, we can make a, a show bet right now. Pat is not getting a contract north of 100 million. He won't get a contract that's close to 100 million. I don't want any parts of that bet. I'm going to be <laughs> I don't want any parts of that bet. Yeah. I mean, what did Otto Porter get two years ago? Otto Porter got a lot of money. Yeah. Well, we got the Toronto Raptors, uh, Detroit Pistons, and the Indiana Pacers the next three games. Bulls record after, after four games have been played. Three and one. You said the Raptors, the Pacers, and who? The Raptors. They are, I think they play the Raptors on Friday. They have the yeah, Saturday the home, another home game with Detroit, and then they, have, they go to see Indiana. I think on Tuesday. Three one and three. One and three. Who's the win? Um, they're either getting the Raptors or the Pacers. You think Detroit? Okay. Uh, I, 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 don't know. I, I think Detroit. Detroit is one of those teams that that give the Bulls. What was the Bulls' record against the Pistons last year? Cade Cunningham is back. I don't know. The Bulls have just they have losses of concentration against teams you think they would win. They would beat. I'm, I'm not falling for that anymore. I watched the Magic put belt to ass for them several times last year. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Detroit to beat them. Detroit, they they still figuring out what they're doing over there too. So they got yeah, they figured out well against the Bulls, and, and, and uh, I don't know this team. This team is not. We have not played well against bad teams of late. So uh, I, I I could definitely see them being three on This players only meeting would definitely light a fire under the team. Think this winning three straight games. Yeah, absolutely. Against against that. Them teams, uh, Detroit, so, Raptors, Pacers, we could beat all of them. I don't think either one, any of those three teams are pretty good. I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they're outside of the Bulls' league. However, it is a back-to-back on Friday, Saturday. Martin Rosen did come out of that. He did tell reporters this isn't a must-win, but we, we will respond. We will be better. I do agree with Jay. They will come out with it and play a better game Friday versus Toronto. Now, um, do they, do they win the Friday Saturday? I, I don't. Think so? I can they see a scenario. I can see a scenario in which Detroit wins that. I can see. I can see that scenario. I got the Bulls going two and two. I can see that too, but I, I could definitely see us going three and one, and then the Bulls fan base. Uh oh, the the streak is starting. Championship dreams. I could definitely see all that after this first four game. What'd you say? Absolutely not. I could definitely see everybody going crazy after they do this three and one start. And I, I kind of want that for the Bulls. I, I kind of want to see that false hopes. Yeah, let's get this this three and one, man. I'm sticking with that. The, the Bulls, Bulls the Bulls swept Detroit back. last year. They did. Oh, I'm, I'm mistaken there. No big deal. So this has been our game. Back. Rose and the Gold. The goats. You said oh, is not coming back. I said the goats, Michael. We all know who the goat is. Yeah, that's my. <laughs> that's my goat. We we know. We all know who the goat is. Okay. He's not coming back. He's not walking through that door. 
Rose is in I gone. Mean, Rose in Memphis on sabbatical. You're right. Brian Scalabrini would not be making a return to the Chicago Bulls roster. However, <laughs> however, the Bulls, the Bulls aren't out of the out of the woods yet. We will wait to see how they respond to Toronto and be sure to come back as we review that game as well as every other game right here on the bulletin board. Um, what we saw yesterday is not a fluke. It's not a mirage. It is who your 2023 Bulls are. Uh, players owning me does not solve that. Shouting behind closed doors does not shout, uh, solve that. Vucevic making angry faces at Billy Donovan does not solve that. And by January, February, this team is being blown apart. The core is being dismantled. Uh, Vooch, DeRozan, Levine, two of the three are gone. Mm. Mm. Um, these are our 2024 Bulls, same as the 2023 Bulls, just the new faces. Um, got too many gaps, too many holes on the offense and defense to fill this year. Um, we in a weird place, man. A weird place between rebuilding and shit, being a lottery team. Um, some changes gonna have to be made. Uh, but you know, I, I know what to expect of this team. This is my team, and I'm gonna stick by it. Be red. Be red. You heard it here. Yeah, C red. Okay, you heard it here first. C red. Too many gaps and too many holes. I'm paid. That's Jay. That's Q. We, <laughs> we coming. Catch us next time.